love, how you doing? I hope you're well and welcome to the Light of Speed podcast where we shed light on the goodness within and the goodness of others by becoming our authentic selves so that we can shine. I am your host, Dr. Felicia Speed, a leadership coach and social worker. Today, I want to grab a previous episode on peace. I sense a great turbulence, not only in the weather, but as we approach the holidays and elections. From a world perspective, there is a quote that says, world peace can be achieved when each person replaces the love for power with the power of love. So we must look to begin the journey toward order and understanding to obtain that peace. But from a personal perspective, I read a beautiful quote the other day that said, quiet the mind and the soul will speak. And I believe our souls are saying it is in need of peace. So let's take another moment to hear about peace of ease, peace of tranquility, and the peace of awareness. I tell you, love, peace is something that is very similar to love. Why do I say that? Because it is something we all want. It is something that we are all seeking, yet it is something that we already have. And for those who know me well know that I do not like noise. It is one of those things that irritates me to no end more than anything else. Like if I'm trying to watch something on TV and then someone wants to play something on their phone with the speaker on, oh my gosh, the conflict of the noise is absolutely just too much for old girl. And it irritates me to my core. It's just very chaotic. It's chaotic noise that truly gets to me. The question is, what happens when I have the same thing happening in my mind? Have you ever been thinking about something related to work or family or just something on TV? And then here comes a completely different train of thought. And they both are trying to talk at the same time in your head. My goodness, it can be too much some days because sometimes I got about four or five trains. When this happens, especially when I'm working, I sometimes have to say something out loud just to try to get one of them trains to stop. Like I am working on this spreadsheet about transplant. (laughs) I am trying to clean up my email, right? I have to say something out loud. I also just remember for years when I traveled as an operations manager, traveling from one dialysis clinic to another, from Athens to Gainesville, from Gainesville to Habersham. And I know most of you don't even know where Habersham is. But first, I started when I was traveling with a compilation of CDs. Remember those? Yes, compact disc. (laughs) And you couldn't tell me nothing when my car had a CD changer, when you could have four CDs in there at the same time. Honey, I had so many CD cases, one for each genre of music in order. I would even take them out and put them in alphabetical order so I could make sure I could find what I was looking for when I needed it based on the mood. I was in. See, I absolutely love music. 
But then one day I discovered audible books. Oh my gosh. And I loved listening to books. It could get me from one part of Georgia to one part of South Carolina so quickly because I would be so engrossed in the storyline and the characters. But then one day I just turned off the radio. I can't even tell you what happened or what was happening that day that led me to turn it off. All I know is that I remember feeling that I needed silence. And since that day, believe it or not, over, I don't know, 10, 15 years later, it is still very rare that I'm in my car by myself listening to anything. Now, every now and then, I'll listen to a good podcast. But once it's over, I'm right back to this quietness. But guess what? Quietness does not always equate peace. Because it can be completely quiet outside of yourself, but inner turmoil in your souls that can be louder than any war filled bombs and gunshots. But I can tell you this, my car rides give me the space to hear my inner thoughts. And what I mean by that is I sometimes I just need space where I'm not being forced or invited to listen to anyone else's thoughts, their opinions their creativity. I simply want to hear myself. I just want to walk down the secret corridors of my own mind. It is during these times in the car that I get the best revelations, the amazing inspirations, those little nuggets that just keep me moving in my own personal journey. See, the conversations that I have with myself, honey, they could probably solve world's problems. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) But I have solved a few of my own. I love the quiet time in my car. And it is then I truly see the ripples of the clouds as they tell the stories of how they've lived in the universe far from the beginning as they shift from one shape to another. Yes, I enjoy that quietness that leads me to my inner peace, not a peace on the outside, but a peace that's on the inside. The question is, what is peace? And can a human being ever truly experience it? Well, let's talk about it right after the break. Well, we're back. And I tell you what, I am enjoying this discussion more than you will ever know. So my goodness, as I began to really deepen my study of peace and preparation for this conversation, I tell you, I felt like a gnat trying to drink from the ocean. (laughs) So I'm just going to be able to pull a few relevant points. And let's first begin with the Webster Dictionary. It defines peace as a state of tranquility or quite like the car rides I was talking about in my car. But it also shared that it is the freedom from disquieting or oppressive thoughts or emotions. J.H. Newman says, I have been in perfect peace and contentment. See, that is what everybody is striving to have, this perfect peace and contentment. But to culminate my belief of peace, I would like to glean from Dr. Rick Hansen. 
who shares four kinds of peace. Because let's be honest, we desire to engage with life while also feeling relatively calm and safe, even though we don't always have it, right? You desire to be protected from stress where your immune system grows stronger and you become more resilient. Why? Because in our culture of pressure, everything demands our attention, And the juggling of busyness and what we would like to think productivity, it is essential, essential that we find a way to protect our peace. So let's talk about Dr. Hansen's four kinds of peace. First, it's the peace of ease which comes when you are relaxed and have relief, when you can talk about a problem with a friend or when you can finally sit down in your favorite chair on the or the certain part of the couch that you enjoy. And for me, when I can finally just lay down in my bed, those moments when you exhale slowly, exhale slowly, activating the soothing parasympathetic wing of your nervous system. Yes, it's a science to it. There is a part of your brain, of your nervous system that will release the soothing peace that you desire. Those moments when you're really stressed out about something and then, you know, you got the good news that it worked out. My recommendation is when those moments happen, savor them. Pause and allow your mind and body to be at ease, even if only for a moment. Don't just jump up so quickly from that chair to go to the next task or jump right out of bed first thing in the morning. I know most of us don't anyway. We hit the alarm about three or four times. And don't just say, okay, I'm glad that worked out. But what about the other thing? Please. Just stop, love, and acknowledge that you have been given this gift of peace. So take the time to unwrap it. Take off the bow. Unwrap the paper and appreciate and enjoy this moment of ease, this moment of accomplishment. It happens every day when we finally get all the emails you know, completed and we cleaned up our emails or when we finally were able to check off at least one or two things on our list for today. When you've done that, pause and say, you know what? I'm doing pretty good today. That is the peace of ease. Secondly, the second kind of peace is tranquility. And I know you think this no longer exists, but it really does because it happens when you're sitting next to a mountain pond or at the end of a good workout or meditation or yoga, or when you finally clock out from work or when you can finally shut that computer down. This is a time when there is no sense of deficit or disturbance. There's no grasping. There's no struggling. There's no clinging. But is this truly a table? Absolutely. Believe it or not, tranquility is the sweet presence that is a gentleman. And what I mean by that is tranquility is not going to force itself onto you. It's not going to force itself into your day, but it only comes when invited. Tranquility will not force itself. So you must notice when it's knocking. And be willing to let them in. Let me tell you an easy way to do that. 
at some point during the day for just about three minutes, whether it's on your lunch break, whether it's before you start your day or just when you first get in your car from work, before you turn the ignition on, stop, breathe, become aware of your surroundings, acknowledge that you were able to accomplish in spite of all the barriers, all the irritations. And then what I want you to do after you realize that you can breathe, smile. At that moment, you will hear tranquility knock on the door of your heart. And as you breathe, they will consider that an invitation to flood you with what you need more than anything at that moment. Peace. The third kind of peace is awareness. Now, this is going to sound crazy, but remember when I was talking about having multiple trains of thoughts running at the same time? To the point you feel completely scattered and overwhelmed. At this moment, decide to step off the train at the train station. And the reason I'm using trains because my nephew loves trains. So he has, oh my gosh, what's the name of them train people? You know, the little train. Mm, mm, mm. What is the name of that little train boy? But anyway, I got Percy and then you got, oh, Thomas. So you got Thomas. Thomas the Train and Percy and all those others. Oh, I love watching them cartoons with him. But it's all these different trains, but they got to know when to stop and when to move. And sometimes you have a conundrum because you got too many moving at the same time. At that moment, I want you to imagine Thomas the Train. Decide to step off the train, step on at the train station, step at, get on the step and allow yourself to visualize this. Allow yourself to see all of these thoughts that have been running. Then look on the other side of the trains and see the fields full of honeysuckles or full of daisies. Or look on the other side of the trains and see the snow-capped mountains or the beaches. Those things that seem completely unbothered by the trains. Take a moment and only focus on that. Only focus on the fields. Only focus on the mountains or the beaches. If possible, even go to the second level of the train station where you can look down on the trains of thoughts. As the master conductor, determine which train needs to stay at the station and which trains can now start moving again. But don't forget, sometimes you need to unload unnecessary cargo. Consider the negative and harming thoughts that need to be left at the station. Then grab hold to one or two pieces of luggage, those thoughts that are needed for this train. It could be simply, it's going to be okay. Or I'm not alone. See, it's all about allowing yourself to be aware of the trains of thoughts and realizing sometimes you need to stop. And step away, look down, realize what's going on, check out the landscape, see what has not changed and see what is still moving and see what changes you need to make. And this leads me to lastly, the peace of what's unchanging. Now, this is my favorite. 
What kind of piece of this is the piece of what's unchanging? See, first, while most things continuously change in our life, we have one season, spring, fall, winter, summer. There are some things that don't like two plus two will always equals four. And the good thing is, is that you did what you did this morning or last year will always have happened. Things that happened yesterday Things that happened six months ago, they're not going to change. They've already happened. Things that don't change are reliable, which feels peaceful. Secondly, while individual waves come and go, the ocean is always the ocean. (laughs) It never changes. So you can get an intuition of this by recognizing that you are like one of those individual waves in the vast sea of human culture that's coming and going, that has its ebbs and its flows. You may have some big waves, you may have some small waves, but the one thing that is not changing is the ocean. And thirdly, you can have a sense of something transcendental, something eternal. To me personally, it's God who offers me this. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. My grandmama would say it this way, and he'll give you a peace that surpasses understanding. And see, I include this here because it is meaningful to many people, including myself. And so with that, I encourage you to understand that peace is attainable by anyone willing to slow down and become aware of what already is within them. So this week, take a moment to be at ease to invite tranquility, to become aware, or to simply think of what is unchanging. That, my friend, my love, you'll find peace. Oh, that's all we have time for today. And we'll pick up next week on Wednesday, Wednesday with a new episode. Please encourage others to join our journey by subscribing in whatever platform they use, such as Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon Music, and Captivate. Also, The Light of Speed can be found on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, where I share weekly inspirations to compel us to grow. I would love to hear from you. So please join and inbox me on The Light of Speed Facebook page. Special thanks to The Light of Speed team captivate and music by it's what are by pixabay until next time keep shining